Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show today is June 30th, 2021, the last day of June. Tomorrow we're already going to be hitting 4th of July weekend, and I think the weather will be better. It's like just downright humid and going to rain, and I just wish it would rain, and it just won't. It's like, you know, in California they can say it's going to rain all day, but it doesn't mean it's going to rain. <laughs> So anyway, I'll let you know tomorrow because we're hoping for it today. But in the meantime, Relationship Wednesday, we've done many shows on how to keep kindness alive in our relationships because sometime, a lot of the time, when we get used to each other, it's easy to just kind of get frustrated or that familiarity, knowing what they're going to do, instead of it bringing comfort if you're holding on to resentment or anger or anything that you've kept undone. It will come out when you're not feeling great. And that's when you need the kindness. You don't need the kindness when you're happy. Everybody knows how to be happy. We say that all the time. But we also know how to be upset, and we've been taught that when we are upset, it's okay to hurt other people's feelings. And I hear this from partners of, of partners that are ill. I hear this in friendships when they just think they know you better than you know yourself, or they have a right to speak to you in a certain way because you're close. But there's something else behind it. And how do we stay conscious of being kind? Because that will change everything. And as no-brainer as that sounds, there is science behind what happens when we are kind. There is an effect of kindness that's been shown to increase not only your self-esteem, but the self-esteem of the person you're interacting with. It increases empathy. It increases compassion. And it improves everybody's mood just because you were kind. And kindness may look like listening. It may look like not snapping back at someone who's being snappy. It may look like saying something like, 
I understand. I hear you. I don't know what to do about it yet, but I hear you. It decreases blood pressure and cortisol, which is a stress hormone, which directly impacts levels of stress in us. That's why when you're having a bad day and someone you don't know smiles at you and you feel like, ah, that felt good, and you don't know why, it's because naturally our blood pressure decreases. And the stress hormone affects how we deal with stress give of themselves in a thoughtful way, which is being kind, balances their own soul. And over time, if you were to track their lives, they tend to be healthier and they tend to live longer. Why? Because kindness is healing. To go further, there have been studies about what happens when we're kind. What is that that cortisol, that stress hormone? Well, it takes it a step further because kindness also creates a warmth, like this emotional warm feeling. I always call it like somebody covering you with a warm blanket when you're cold. And it releases another hormone called oxytocin. Tocin releases a chemical called nitric oxide, and it dilates the blood vessels. So when you're dilating your blood vessels, what happens? More blood flows through and your body runs better. So when they say it takes a lot of strength to be kind, it takes a lot of learning to be kind. Because that oxytocin that they actually call sometimes the love hormone The role it plays in bonding and trusting can last a lifetime between two people. It also happens to be the hormone that moms reduce when they're breastfeeding, and that hormone cements the bond between the baby and the mother. All has to do with kindness. Imagine the times when you feel so upset, so upset that you like really want to dig into someone, but instead you tell yourself the best thing for me to do right now is maybe not go into this rabbit hole that I can see us going into, not talking. So the first thing that happens when that happens 
calms it calms the situation, but then after it calms the situation, exactly what you wanted to happen will happen, and that is that the person that you're talking to will hear themselves. And that's what you want, is don't they get it? Someone who repeats themselves, who realize they've repeated themselves. Someone who's baiting you will hear themselves do it. They will hear themselves do it. There's people who say something they know the answer to, but they just want to get you talking, and then they want to get their resentment out, and they want to, without solving it, they want to accuse. But just showing that simple act of kindness, of listening, allows them to hear themselves. Happens with teenagers a lot because teenagers are, they don't even know why their hormones are going crazy. They don't know why their their behavior is what it is at times. They're, not, they're like figuring it out. Like, why do I want to do this? Why do I hear this? Why am I nervous? I never used to be nervous, you know. They go from being a carefree kid to being super hyper-conscious of everything. And parents know it's coming. It's hard to deal with when you see. But what else happens? When you learn to listen, they learn to be heard. And when they learn to be heard, they feel safe. And when they feel safe, they'll tell you what really happened. And when they tell you what really is going on, you have an opportunity to bond, to trust, to grow. But a lot of times, parents won't even have the opportunity to hear what actually happened because the kid is way too scared to tell them what happened. They don't even want to get there if they already got in trouble for just being angry. We are hardwired to truth, love, and purity. And above that, we are hardwired to be kind. Naturally, we are kind. But when we are upset, we feel like we are now, with permission, allowed to deteriorate a situation or let people know how we really feel. But when we do that, we just broke bonds. Because no matter how nice you are afterwards, no matter how hard you try to put that toothpaste back in the toothpaste tube, you can never get it all back in, can you? They always know in the back of their mind that you're going to let them have it when you don't feel good. So can kindness help? Well, We all know the answer to that. But it does help us. It's one of the factors of living longer and you having a better life all the way around. Because the power that's behind it, stuff we need 
to live a longer, healthier life. And that's courage and that's strength because it takes a lot of belief in ourselves to hold back a lot of strength. And it allows us to celebrate and give attention to another human being. That's true kindness. Being kind for show and then when the door closes, your family sees another side of you is not kindness. Kindness is who we are when that door is closed and we're with our families. Because if kindness doesn't exist there, it is not going to really exist anywhere because once someone gets closer than arm's length to you, they are going to be invited to the party of your wrath. When your mask comes off. Giving honest feedback is kind when it's helpful to the other person. Instead of shouting them down, yelling them down, telling them that things don't matter, that do matter to them, now they're not heard, you're breaking bonds, You're hurting the situation. And at times, they can't even get themselves to talk back to you. Know how you really feel. That lack of kindness, that spilling of information onto others is why a lot of people never even speak to each other again. And someone may say, what happened? And years later, you may go, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Something wasn't right. Because there really wasn't value on kindness. When they say it takes a lot of strength to be kind, that includes how we act and how we speak if we come with solutions or we come with pointing fingers, if we're judging or accepting, there's times there's people that were on my pages, just as an example, on Facebook. And I gave them every opportunity to be kind. I asked them to be kind. I asked them to please putting this kind of stuff on my pages. And it got worse, not better. And it got to the point of heckling. And I had to block them because I don't want to interact with that. The kindest thing I did was to stop it. Did it mean I don't care about them? No, I do care. Did it mean I don't like them? No, I like them. But the part of them that they want to share with me isn't good for either of us. And so I just had to stop the madness. 
because kindness is why we stay or why we go. Period. Behind every separation where people do not speak, it goes back to kindness. Another person's soul listening, speaking from the heart with advice, not wanting to purposely hurt another person is why people stay. People who stay when there is no kindness and there is literally like a, a put down of you in one way or another, excuse me, or another every day, stress levels so high that the person who's staying starts to get sick. They get these different ailments because they have to go into self-care They are not caring about themselves to stay in a situation that's toxic. So their attention now is gotten through their illness to take care of themselves. And a lot of times they will excuse their own illness to take care of the other person that's hurting them to try to keep them happy. Lack of kindness. Because that expectation that because we married someone, because we're dating someone, because someone's our child, because someone's our mother or father, that we should accept that behavior. And when we get away from that behavior, and it doesn't mean you never talk to your parents or you don't deal with your children, you find a way through kindness to deal with the situation, even if it means in the beginning, while you're learning, while you're learning to approach these situations with better tools, that you give yourself the space to do that. And not talking before you're ready, because then you may say something without understanding what it is that really upset you in that situation. I'm one of those people that needs to stand back and keep my mouth shut, not because I'm going to say something hurtful to them, but because I'm hurt and I'm not ready yet to speak without that hurt getting spilled over on another person. They may not have intended to hurt the situation. But sometimes the truths that are told give you the answers that you knew in your instinct and you don't know what to do with that information yet. So give yourself time. Time gives us objectivity. Time gives us a solution kind to ourselves and to the other person and separate that conversation from everything else and if you can't wait that patience pays off in spades at the end 
because kindness is powerful. And sometimes the most kindful thing we can do is to just stand back and let yourselves catch up. It's easy to be kind to people we don't know and charming and funny and all these crazy things. That's all easy. That's a moment in time. But that being who you are, inside your heart, is going to mean the most to you. And then it will spill off into a relationship. It will spill off into your your time with your kids. It will spill off at what you do in work and how you dress and how you care about your day because now you feel like, hey, you know what? I matter to myself. And if I matter to me, it matters to me where I go. It matters to me what I say. It matters to me who I interact with. It matters to me where I put my time, my most valuable asset. And when you say you want to make the world a better place, you start that by making your world a better place to live in. It improves your life at every turn. And it's not like, well, I'm kind at work, but not at home. Well, I'm kind at home, but not at work. You can be competitive with another person or a company or whatever it is you need to be competitive at where there's, you know, in the end game and there can only be one winner, let's say, and still be kind to hurt others to get ahead of the game because there is no game based on truth, which is why we go sideways and we're like, what just happened? And I think, what do you mean what just happened? Somebody did something that they know wasn't right, but they did it anyway. And that little dopamine of being kind wasn't there. And someone felt bad and figured, well, they did this, I'll do that. And then the other person goes, well, they did that, then I'll do this. And it escalates. I know couples who argue until they've totally decimated each other. And I'm like, well, how did that feel? Because for everything you did to hurt that person, they tried to say something worse to you to hurt you. Why did the two of you need to hurt each other in this way? Why did you need to do that? Because obviously there was a need. There was something you needed to do to that person, whether it's unfinished with that person or it's unfinished before you got there. It tells you more about yourself than anyone could say to you what they're angry about. And deep inside, the reason you hit back 
is because you know it's true. Not with the anger, but when it's approached with anger, what happens is it gets bigger. When it's approached with kindness, it's able to be seen. People who look like they're going to blow up at any second, most of the time, end up blowing up one day. It might look like a heart attack. It might look like a stroke. It might look like impatience, and they end up creating havoc in their lives. The power behind positive begets positive. And unfortunately, the power behind negative begets negative. It goes back to these simple little things that we hear all the time. But today, I wanted to talk about the science behind it because that science is why a lot of us are okay physically and why a lot of us aren't health has become one of the great signs of wealth over money, over things. If we learned anything this past year, we learned that. We learned that. Kindness is treated as an option. Truth is treated as an option. Love is treated as nobody loves me. Purity, kid thing. Is it? It's way bigger than a kid thing. It's something we, our kids in our hearts, throughout our lives, I don't care how old our body gets. And that feeling for purity, that love for purity, that Opening that door for feeling the innocence we used to feel is always there. Wow, this feels like when I was a kid. I remember in Chicago going to an ice cream place called Rainbow that we used to go to when we were kids. And obviously as an adult it looked much different, much smaller and, you know, not as clean as I thought it was, but they did this cone and they put like seven different flavors like sherbet and pistachio and vanilla and chocolate and strawberry and I can't remember what even the other two were but they, it was called a rainbow and they'd stack it up one thing at a time but they'd do it sideways so it would be like sideways it wasn't a ton of ice cream and when I went back there because I wanted to feel like that kid again who couldn't wait to go. And we'd ask our parents every night, are we going to Rainbow tonight? All summer long. It just never went away. (laughs) Because that innocence. And my mom was always actually pretty cool about it, pretty kind about it. She knew how much we wanted it. She probably wanted it too. And she'd say, we'll try to go if we have the time. That's all she'd say. Instead of, why do you always want that ice cream? (laughs) We'd try to go if we have the time. And so we would do all this we needed to do to make sure we went. 
when we wanted to go. There's a lot of value to kindness, and that value deepens and grows deeper every single experience that we have where we knew if we made that leap into trusting our situation, it does change everything else in our lives. You guys, the time is up already. I will see you tomorrow on Dream Theme Thursday. Send in your dreams. You guys have a great Wednesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.